This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Have you ever spotted McDonald's hot, crispy fries right as they're being scooped into the carton? And time just stands still. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, I'm Oliver Condit, the editor of BBC Music Magazine, and welcome to the BBC Music Podcast. You can buy a copy of the magazine at your local newsagents or download our app to your iPad, Kindle Fire or Android tablet. And for the latest music news and more, head to our website at classical-music.com. In this week's podcast, Reviews Editor Rebecca Franks joins me in the studio to talk about the August issue's recording of the month, a disc of American choral music featuring composers Aaron Copeland, Randall Thompson, Samuel Barber and Leonard Bernstein, performed on the Hyperion label by Polyphony under the director Stephen Layton. So to kick things off, let's hear an extract from Randall Thompson's Alleluia. I think what strikes me immediately about this is the luminous uh, quality of the singing. 
I mean, aside from the beauty of the music, I mean, this is sort of the creme de la creme of young voices, isn't it, really? It does, it really, and they really capture the mood of this piece perfectly. And there's this kind of, I suppose, a, almost a wash of that beautiful choral sound, but there's a very strong core to it as well, which I think is probably true of all the singing here. There's a real purity, but it's it's never thin. It's always very a, a rich sound. And although the acoustic is quite... Um, rich and sonorous and perhaps a little bit too much for me I have to say um, it does bring together the harmonies in a beautiful meld I have to say yes and I think even if they didn't have that sort of generous acoustic I think this singing is of such quality that it would stand on its own and I mean obviously they are you're using it because you're always aware of the acoustic but these are very fine singers who have the breath control and the sort of understanding of the phrasing to, to make it work yes and as you said the acoustic allows them to in a, in a way luxuriate and I think this is music to luxuriate in and, and it's fascinating actually that this piece of music that was written in 1940 uh, very much sounds like the kind of music American composers and British composers are, are sort of writing today, the sort of the, the predecessors of people like Eric Whitaker. Absolutely, it's sort of, because he, he sets this one word, Alleluia, gets uh, repeated over and over, so it's sort of almost like minimalism many years before the fact, actually. Um, it's a very huge, it's a very popular piece of choral music, I think apparently one of the most one of the best-selling choral scores in North America. Um, and and that's sort of representative of that 20th century choral um, uh, scene in, in, in American universities very much. And it really makes them the ideal opener, actually, for this disc. And there's another piece by Randall Thompson which closes the disc uh, appropriately, enough, appropriately enough called Farewell. And then between we get the other, the other three composers. What I admire about this recording is that we do kick off with, I mean, if you do sing in choirs, you will know the Randall Thompson, but you'll also particularly know the Barbara Agnus Dei, um, arranged from the orchestral version of a movement from his string quartet. Um, it's a stunning version, and um, you know it's very rare that arrangements of orchestral uh, works work for choir. I mean, there are so many of them, bits of Mahler and, you know, um, and bits of Wagner that have been arranged yeah. for choir and Elgar. But, but, but I think this is very much the sort of the, the top of the, the bunch. tuning is absolutely impeccable isn't it i mean it really is and it's so difficult to get it absolutely right in this piece of music and also the tension that they and the intensity they sort of keep in those lines as, as that's building and building um it's marked molto espressivo this piece i think and they really get that kind of uh, as i say intensity of the expression um it's very impressive singing just when you think there isn't more to come they bring more i don't know where the, yeah where they get the sort the of energy from to do that but uh, uh, this is a really stunning performance you might think you, you know you know this piece you've heard it 
10 gazillion times, but this is fantastic. I mean, it's hair-raising at the beginning, in fact, um, when you have that single note and then you have that first chord, that seventh chord that comes in is, is spine-tingling. I mean, it generally is on all recordings of the uh, of the Day or the Adagio, whichever version you hear, but here especially so. I just when I was listening, it was one of those those moments where you just really st- actually stop in your tracks and just have to stop everything you're doing at the same time, just to really to to, le- to get to the end of the piece. It's fantastic stuff, I thought. And we've also got um, uh, Ben Stein's Missa Brevis. What did you think of this piece of music? Well, this uh, complete contrast to the Anya's Day, the Barber. Um, not so many recordings of this piece by any means, and somehow it's it's a very different style of choral writing, much more instrumental in a way, and full of dance rhythms and the percussion that we get uh, with and a counter solo counter tenor so I actually really, I really enjoyed it, mm. and it makes a good contrast. Well, bit, bits of his mass in there, bits of sort of medieval plain chant, bit of sort of twentieth century um, writing in the style of, of people like Randall Thompson. This is a real mishmash of twentieth century American styles that the Bernsteins are sort of drawn together. A bit of film in there as well. It is, but somehow it does sound like Bernstein. It, it doesn't really sound like anybody else. Um, I think we're going to hear a, uh, we're going to hear an extract now from the Gloria. I think that extract really begs the question, why didn't Bernstein write any more choral music? Um, it's, it's wonderful stuff, really. It is actually, I mean, that's kind of the interesting bits about this programme is that choral music occupied a different, quite a different place in each of their um, sort of whole outputs for these, each composer. Um, Barber actually was a very fine baritone and wrote lots of songs and choral works. And we get some other ones by him here on the disc as well. Um, Bernstein didn't write very much at all and, and neither did Copeland didn't really either and actually the, yeah. the Copeland that we get here is very early and in fact he himself said um, that because there were student exercises written while he was having lessons with Nadia Boulanger and he said while they have a certain curiosity value the style is not re- yet really mine um, I mean that was his own own opinion and perhaps people aren't always the best judge of their own works because I think these are interesting pieces to hear but <laughs> and they absolutely are but you really get a sense that he's trying to impress Nadia Boulanger really um, you know there's, there's lots of sort of bits of poulonk in there even sort of flecks of l'anglais and uh, uh, I, I think um, obviously this isn't Copeland on the Appalachian Trail this is very much Copeland you know, in the fifth arrondissement um, drinking his wine, yes. eating his baguettes. Yes, yeah. How about we listen to an extract from the four motets? In fact, um, sing ye praises to our king. Sing ye praises, sing ye praises, sing ye praises to our king. Oh, sing ye praises, sing ye praises to our king. Thank you. 
immaculate uh, text as well. I mean, you don't really have to follow the text to to hear what they're singing about. I mean, uh, it's very impressive and uh, immaculate, immaculate part singing, beautiful solo singing. I mean, it, it couldn't really be better, could it? It couldn't, and it's such again, it's such a contrast to uh, again showing off the range of their their sort of abilities. Such much livelier, lighter, chirpier, and as you say, it's it's all there. I think this really is a uh, just a testament to the, the quality of, of polyphony um, and Stephen Layton's work with them on the text and on and bringing that across. Mm, so very, a very imaginative. Program. Program and, and definitely one to um, look out for. So that brings us to the end of our discussion of the August issues recording of the month. Join us next month when we'll be talking about the September issues disc of the month. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes.